0: Heavenly Father, in these moments now we come and open our hearts to you and pray, Lord, that you would find in us a people ready to step forward in faith and obedience to the things that you're saying to us. We pray that you too, Lord, would um, move by your Spirit among us, fill us with faith for the things you are unfolding in our midst. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to add my welcome to you. It's so great to have you sharing with us Uh, Today, those joining us online as well, really good to have you connecting in with us, your host Michael, uh, looking after you there today. But uh, today's a special day as it's Vision Sunday and across all of our services today I'll be sharing some of the visions that God has called us into in this season we're in the midst of at the moment. And I'm also going to be doing an introduction to our church-wide series, Your Kingdom Come. And It's not too late to jump into a group. This is an intro week. Groups aren't meeting yet this week, so there's still time to jump in. I really encourage you, uh, if you're not yet in a group, to jump in, even if it's just for those four weeks. I know you'll be blessed and encouraged as we do that together. Across this series, we're going to be looking at the amazing invitation Jesus gives to us to live with a kingdom vision for our lives. I don't know if you've ever found yourself feeling like your life lacks meaning and, and purpose and significance. Maybe you've found yourself in the place where you're just going through the motions, caught up in uh, the monotony of daily life. You're wondering if there is more to life than this. The very question that Alpha is looking at today. Have you ever wondered that question? Is there more to life than this? Well, the answer to that question is yes, there is more Jesus invites us to be part of a much bigger kingdom vision, something far greater than ourselves, far beyond what we could have even um, imagined in our own minds and he invites us to step into this kingdom vision for our lives and for our world. Matthew 6 verse 33, Jesus says, Stop worrying about your life but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And he encourages us to pray in Matthew 6 as well. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This invitation to step into this kingdom vision that God has for each one of us. You know the world is constantly trying to sell you a vision for your life. We are in fact bombarded every day with what the world um, is is painting a picture for us of, of what our lives should be like, a vision for our future, what the world tells us will make us happy and satisfied and fulfilled and give you meaning and purpose and fulfillment. The problem is, is that uh, this vision is actually empty. Uh, The vision it tells you, go something like this, to find yourself, look within yourself, to be fulfilled in life, pursue the things that you desire the most and enjoying life is the highest goal in your life. Enjoying yourself is the highest goal in life. But the problem is that this vision does not deliver. A couple of years ago now, in an interview with the Australian newspaper, actor Chris Hemsworth acknowledged that even though he had the world of his at his feet, it didn't fill the need of his heart. This is what he said, he said, there's a danger in getting what you dream for. You think it's going to fulfill whatever that thing inside you is yearning for and then it doesn't. In a similar um, line of thinking, in an interview with Rolling Stone in 1999, Brad Pitt shared candidly about the shortcomings of the world's definition of success, the world's vision that they put toward before us. He lamented, The rise in secularism saying, we are heading for a dead end, a numbing of the soul, a complete atrophy of the spiritual being. Chris Heath, the reporter for Rolling Stone, followed up and asked Pitt, so if we're heading towards this kind of existential dead end in society, what do you think should happen? Pitt replied, hey man, I don't have those answers yet. The emphasis now is on success and personal gain, he said as he was smiling. I'm sitting in it and I'm telling you that's not it. I'm the guy who's got everything, I know. But I'm telling you once you get everything, then you're just left with yourself. I said it before and I'll say it again, it doesn't help you sleep any better and you don't wake up any better because of it. Now no one's going to want to hear that, I understand it. I'm sorry I'm the guy who's got to say it, but I'm telling you. So Chris Hemsworth and Brad Pitt, that's pretty convincing. The vision, the vision that the world is painting for us of what is going to bring us fulfillment and meaning and satisfaction in our lives, they are telling us it is empty, that it does not fulfill. But what Brad Pitt didn't have the answer to, he said, I don't know the answer to it. Jesus did have the answer to that question. Jesus has a kingdom vision for your life that is so much greater and brings That joy, that fulfilment, it has an eternal impact beyond just this life. And that is why one of the most powerful prayers anyone can ever pray is this prayer. Lord Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. You know, a good question to clarify as we launch into this series is what exactly is the kingdom of God? It's a concept we don't often sort of unpack or, or think about too much. Uh, Many years ago now I had the opportunity to visit Warwick Castle in England and it's a very well-preserved medieval castle, it's just exactly what you'd picture a castle to be like, high walls, turrets, gatehouse, dungeon, it, it, it had it all. And that castle was built all those years ago with a very um, distinct purpose, one for defence but more so to be an imposing reminder to everyone in that surrounding area that there was a lord or a king in power and that his reign and rule was over that area, his protection was over that area and that everyone needed to follow what that king or that lord's directions and reign and rule was. And in a similar way, the kingdom of God is where God's reign and rule exists. But the kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom like that Warwick Castle. It's, it's not restricted to a geographical location. It is a spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God. And the other big difference is that a lot of those medieval kings across history were often anything but kind or benevolent. They were uh, oppressive. Uh, They were often uh, very harsh in how they treated people. But we serve an amazing king. We serve King Jesus, the the king who laid down his life for us that we might be part of the kingdom of light and love. That's the kingdom that he's bringing, bringing healing and hope and forgiveness. He is a servant king. And so when we pray this prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven, we are saying, God, I want to live under your reign and rule through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. I want to surrender my will and I want to live instead with your kingdom values as part of your kingdom vision for my life, led by your Holy Spirit. That is what we mean when we are praying that prayer. Now the important concept to understand here when we talk about the kingdom of God is that there are actually two competing kingdoms. There is the kingdom of light and there is the kingdom of darkness. And there is an enemy who does not want to see the kingdom of heaven breaking into our world. He will do whatever he can to stop that. But the good news is that we are on the winning side because on the cross, Jesus, the king of heaven, he won the ultimate victory, defeating the kingdom of darkness. Colossians 1, 13 says this: "says For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves." Praise God that this is the reality. When we come and we bow our knee before King Jesus and ask Him, surrender our lives to Him, ask Him to come into our hearts. But until Jesus comes again and his kingdom comes in all its fullness, there are still kingdom battles to be fought and won. Kingdom ground to be taken. This is the now and the not yet of the kingdom of God. It's here, it's breaking into our world, but not yet in all its fullness until Jesus comes again. And so there are these battles that still are taking place, still kingdom ground to be taken. And he wants to do that through us. Through us as his people, through us as his church. And so with this in mind today, this calling into this kingdom vision, this understanding of, of, of God's heart, I want to share with you some of the kingdom visions God has called us into for this season as a church. These are visions that we have been working towards. And the first is the construction of the new bridge care shed behind the brown house and the top property to provide more capacity for our hamper ministry and for our bridge care work. The needs are great in in this whole space at the moment. And uh, we've seen the impact of this hamper ministry, blessing people in need, revealing God's love. Here are a couple of recent stories of the impact of those hampers. The first one was from a local school chaplaincy update that was released um, recently. Uh, Many of the families who receive these hampers, uh, um, particularly through the school communities, they have empty pantries, there is not food, they're literally living day to day, week to week and uh, this is what the update said. So Bridgman Downs Baptist Church very generously donated 100 Christmas hampers for us to distribute amongst our school community one year nine student came to school very excited the day after his family received a hamper and shared that he had been able to cook a pancake breakfast for his whole family because of the pancake mix included in the hamper. Thank you Bridgman Downs Church. Do you see how significant these hampers can be used by God to to reveal his love? And then there was this one from David Dixon from our Streetlight team. This is just from a couple of weeks ago. This is what David wrote. He said, another 70 shared the journey last night as we shared a wonderful meal, haircuts and a Bible chat. We ran a memorial service for Joe last night who passed away late last week. As I arrived, about five people came up to me and asked me to make sure I did a prayer for Joe tonight. And I said, we were running a memorial service tonight and all were just so very grateful that we do the memorial service. We lit a candle and people place flowers around it. We also gave out three Bibles after that service. So really special and powerful seeing God work in this space. As the need continues to grow, we had another five new people last night. A young couple who were living in their car at Sanford Showgrounds. We were able to bless them with a hamper and a gift card. And another lady living in her car with her two kids. And as we were talking, and uh, she was sharing that she spent Christmas in her car with her kids. Just heartbreaking. But she found some accommodation at Mount Gravatt at a women's hostel. And she will head there today. We were able to bless her with a fuel voucher and a hamper. Those hampers again. And she was so grateful. If you can add her to your prayers. As we now passed our third week back last night, the need for community and discipleship is just so overwhelming sometimes. But I keep being reminded of Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thanks again for all your prayers, blessings, David. And I think, church, um, it would be just great if we could just thank our Bridge Care team, our Streetlight team for the amazing work they're doing. Can we put our hands together and just encourage them this morning for the amazing job they're doing? The blessing of these hampers and helping people in need across our community is, is so um, powerful and we just can't wait for that extra Bridge Care shed. I don't know Myra, um, who heads up that hamper ministry, can't wait for that extra space. They can store more. The needs are not dropping away. They are increasing and so we can't wait to be able to get that shed up there shortly. The second vision is to reach our proclaimed Freedom Fund goal of raising 50,000 by the 30th of June this year to complete the development of the online um, English platform for our English classes that are online, um, that reaches out to people from all around the world. We continue to hear the impact of the English classes, both in person, the ones that we run, and online. Here's um, one email I received at the end of last year, from a family who rely on a team of carers to help with their son's very significant health challenges. This is what they wrote, an email in to, to the pastors. They said, hi all, as you know, over all the years, We've had the opportunity to bring lots of our son's carers along to church. We estimate that we have had over 100 carers come through our home since 2011. Our home has become our mission field, praise God. The fact that we can now play online services, baptisms and testimonies throughout the week also help create a godly atmosphere as they care for our son, praise God. Again, for our online ministry and the impact it's having. In 2018, we had a Brazilian carer on a working visa join our team for only a short few months. Our son's nana, Christine, got talking to her about the English classes, Bridgie Run, and offered to take her there on the Saturday morning. That's our G'day Saturday ministry that Wayne and Sue Sumpton and the team run here on a Saturday. She was so excited she had been paying $100 per lesson elsewhere. That was all it took. On that morning, she quickly connected in with the Brazilian community. That's our Brazilian Connect ministry run by Fernando and Kathy and Marcos and Simone as well. Amazing ministry. And she started attending church services and would send us messages like, I'm at the 8am service, are you coming? It didn't take long before she responded and gave her life to God. Praise the Lord. She remains in contact with us and was able to attend our son's 21st last year. Oh yes, and she passed her English exam. Thank you, Bridgie. How good is that, church? Isn't that encouraging to read that? God is good. There have been, has been another person, um, even uh, just this year, from another nationality, another faith background, who through our English Corner ministry at Chermside, um, ended up coming to Christmas lights and then to church, and has now placed their faith and trust in Jesus as well. This is incredible what God is doing in this space. An amazing opportunity that God has given to us. And uh, so we know the power of this, and so we're um, excited about this English online platform. In fact, on your chairs today is this vision booklet explains it in more detail. And I encourage you, when you get a chance, to read through that and have a look at the vision, this incredible opportunity. Let me just share a little bit from what's in this booklet here. It says this, that there are 1.5 billion people in the world desperately wanting to learn English. 1.5 billion And they are now more willing than ever to connect online and it creates an incredible opportunity for us as a church to serve, to love and connect with people from all over the world, from our own homes. Has there ever been an opportunity like this ever before, church? It's incredible what God's opened up. Our English lessons went online in 2020 and immediately there there was great interest. People soon joined classes from Lebanon, Kazakhstan, China and Japan, all through being forwarded a link from friends and family. This new platform we are working on is designed to make it easier for students from other countries to connect initially in their own language and to include a section around faith questions and about who Jesus is. This is often what comes up in the classes. And so we're trying to make it as easy as possible for these people to link in, to connect in. And our heart is um, that as we develop this tool, you notice it's not branded Bridgman in any way. Um, the website, the platform is not going to be branded Bridgman. Our heart is that this tool um, can be packaged up with the courses we're putting together with the training and then we can offer this to other churches other ministries for free take it use it our prayer is that this would unlock an opportunity to reach people from all around the world and we just want to see this go forward and multiply really there is no limit to this vision when you think about it this incredible opportunity God has given to us and so I want to encourage you to um, be praying around this vision maybe the part God's calling you to play in this Uh, and and, uh, I think it's such an exciting big kingdom vision and I'd love us just to thank our team our g'day saturday teams our english corner ministry and our bridgman online team with Vaughn as well can we just put our hands together church and thank them for the amazing work they are doing in this space it really is a blessing the third vision is to reach our Proclaimed Freedom Fund goal of raising $100,000 by the 30th of June this year to support Dionne, uh with the development of the Bethel Dolby property for ministry to young people in youth detention. For those who are new to Bridgman, Dion is a First Nations ministry uh, uh, led by Billy who's was part of our our pastoral team here for many years and we continue to have a strong relationship with Dion. More recently they've been ministering to young people uh, in youth detention through their True Fellow ministry and many of these young people that they are ministering to have never ever had someone tell them that they are loved, that they are valued, that there is hope for the future for them and Billy and the team are coming alongside these these young people and they are letting them know that there is a God who loves them, who has a plan for their future, that there is hope, hope for their lives and the impact it is having is amazing. Uh, The Indigenous Liaison Officer from the Youth Detention Centre has said to Billy and the team, he said to them, I don't know exactly what you're doing out there but when the young people come back they are markedly changed, their attitude is different, everything is different about them and whatever you're doing we want to be a part of it. And uh, there are other organisations queuing up to be a part, to work alongside what they're doing there with True Truefellow because they are seeing the impact it is having in people's lives. And as you know... Um, youth detention is a big issue at the moment. And here they are ministering. God has strategically placed them in this time. And, and so far, we've already been able to release $40,000 of the Proclaim Freedom Funds. It's been coming in. We haven't been holding on to it. We've been giving it, passing it on to them. They've been able to pass that on. And they're already working, already developing the property out there so they can continue to reach more of these young people. And um, Pastor Billy's actually done a little update for us, a little video from out there at Dolby. So let's go to the screens as he share how God's been working working.
1: Yeah I'm a Bridgie Billy Williams here from DR and I'm speaking to you from out at Bethel our 40 acre property in Dolby. I was going to wear some really flash horse riding gear and come in on a horse but uh, I actually had to whip a snip our fruit forest and uh, I was just thinking to myself there's, there's nothing more spiritual I could be doing. Um, we planted this uh, garden and it's just flourishing after all the rain and and really things are changing out here and I think that's a really good metaphor uh, for what we're seeing, not just physically but spiritually. And we thank you for your support for DR and for fuller uh, as it connects with the property out here. And True is uh, our opportunity to build relationships with young people that have come into contact with the juvenile uh, justice system or the court system. And, uh, you know, we've aimed at uh, 12 to 25 year olds and we've been predominantly running camps, but also getting alongside young people. And it's uh, been a tremendous opportunity. And in fact, rather than me just talk about it, I've got a letter from a mum and I just want to read you the intro to give you a little flavour. This is what it says. I'm the mother of a 22 year old, high functioning autistic son. The reason for mentioning his diagnosis first is not that I want to define him, or limit him but rather to create a context for how I believe his engagement in the True fuller program has changed his life in transforming ways that have seen him learn to trust and engage in people in healthy communities in a deep and meaningful way. You know just just that alone that that paragraph alone um, is so encouraging and, and inspires us to continue to keep going and um, not just thankful for the opportunities, but also asking you to continue to support us in what we're doing out here. Um, I know that Bridgie have taken up an offering and uh, that's helping us to continue to improve the infrastructure so we can have more and more young people come and experience this place. Um, I'm sitting right where one of the young people sat for about 20 minutes and looked out at the sky, heard those sorts of birds. And after 20 minutes, one of our leaders said, what are you thinking? And he said, I'm thinking about freedom. And uh, that's the opportunities that we want to continue to present to young people, give them a different narrative, uh, a place of healing and hope. And so thank you very much, Murrubah, Bridgie. And if it's on your heart and in your spirit, we, we do ask that you continue to support us in that. Thank you.
0: Praise God. is that encouraging to hear what God is doing through that ministry? Um, Luke Houghton, who's part of the True Truefella ministry as well, 13 years in jail, um, been out of jail now 13 years and part of this ministry. In fact, um, came to faith while I was in prison. Um, Pastor Peter used to go and visit him before he came to faith and amazing story. If you know his story, many of you will. He rang me up the other morning, excited to tell me that he is now going into youth detention two days a week because they have had 40 of the young people in the centre sign up to do a Bible study with him and another guy um, from Kruger Parade Baptist Church. They have seen um, and heard the, the testimony of these guys, seen the difference that Jesus made in their lives, and they want to know more. And I think how incredible is that church when 40 young people voluntarily sign up and say we want to do a Bible study, we want to find out more about you. Um, and I want to tell you, despite what you here in the news God is working. He is working in the youth detention centers here in our city. Wouldn't it be great to see revival break out in the youth detention center? Don't you think that would be an amazing vision to pray into? I tell you what God can do in that space is is amazing and so we are so thankful to see the blessing this ministry is having and we want to keep standing with them in prayer and through practical support as well, and you can help through that Proclaim Freedom Fund also. The final vision is to reach our Proclaim Freedom goal of uh, raising $100,000 to be able to complete the planned um, developments of the Soul Op Shop and the Espresso Um, space up there including the building of a playground up in that space. We're working towards expanding the cafe kitchen to give the team more space and providing some extra space in the existing bridge care shed once the new one's built for help with the operational side of the op shop. Um, As you know the reach of the op shop is far beyond anything I could have ever, we could have ever imagined, definitely far beyond anything I could have imagined and the impact of that that um, ministry there it's just not a day goes by not a week goes by we don't hear stories of the impact it's having opportunities to pray for people to connect with people people experience the love of God in community people literally come and go there is something different about this place and they can't explain it but it's God's love his presence by his Holy Spirit and uh, and so the impact, with the impact it's having with the volume far beyond anything we could have imagined, um, the, the, the vision, this vision to see some of these development up there is really critical so we can continue to welcome people and love people and minister to them and to bless our teams as well that are working hard volunteering in those spaces. And so I want you just to continue to pray for that. I think I've shared with you before the story I had of meeting a lady from the community, working the community garden there at the op shop. And her words to me were, her exact words were, this op shop has saved my life, is what she said, because of the impact she'd experienced from just coming into community there um, in the midst of some of the struggles she'd been through. So let's keep praying for that and supporting that as well. So these are some of the key visions that we're working towards in this season. There are many more beyond this. But what I love about all of these visions is that they're all outward focused. They're all focused on blessing people, helping people in need, sharing God's love with our world in which um, we live. And if you add up all of those Proclaimed Freedom totals, if you add them all up, it comes to $250,000 we're seeking to raise by the end of this financial year, the 30th of June. Um, so far, we have raised 125000 of that, so halfway there, uh, which, which is fantastic. And um, this week, we've also been able to direct some proceeds from the Soul Op Shop uh, $40,000 we've been able to give towards that as well, bringing the total to $165,000. So that leaves just $85,000 to go um, to reach that target and to support these visions that God has called us into. So I want to encourage you, if God's enabled you in this season, He puts it on your heart um, to support these visions and encourage you to um, to do that by giving towards that Proclaim Freedom Fund. This fund is over and above our regular budgeted giving. Um, uh, it's, it's over all the regular ministries and things that we do here so I did just want to mention as well um, that currently we are tracking around $140,000 projected out for the year behind budget in our regular giving as well and so I just wanted to bring that need to you as well church and um, pray if you call Bridgman Home um, if you, you um, this, is, this is where you, you give financially support God's kingdom work and I just want to bring that to your attention and we're praying that God will help us with that significant shortfall and that funds all the regular ministries and outreaches that happen week. Week here um, at Bridgie, reaching out to our community, our city, and beyond as well. I did want to say thank you to your church as well for your incredible heart of generosity. I'm continually humbled um, by the gener- generosity of heart just to give and to support and to give away and bless those in need our Christmas hunger crisis appeal and we finally wrapped that up and it came to it a total of $52,000 $52,000 that you have given to support those in need in Africa in the midst of that desperate drought and famine over there as well and so I think we should give thanks to God for that amazing result 52000 given away to bless others in our world. You know, at its heart, this prayer, your kingdom come, is a prayer for revival. That's what it really is. Because revival is when the kingdom of heaven breaks into the lives lives of those around us, into our community, uh, into our world, bringing healing and hope and forgiveness and life. And that is what revival is. It's, it's amazing. It's life-changing as the heaven, kingdom of heaven breaks into our world. And as a church, we are faith-filled that the Holy Spirit has a mighty plan uh, to bring revival to our community, to this city, and beyond that as well. At the end of last year, we had um, Nicola McDermott, the Olympic high jumper, come and share with us in person. And uh, what an encouraging, what a powerful Sunday that was that she shared with us. She shared with us again that That uh, vision that God had given her of revival, of stadiums being filled again with people gathering to hear the good news of Jesus, to come in to worship Him. And it was an affirmation for us of the things that we've prayed for for 30 years as a church, for a reviving move of the Spirit of God in our community here. We'd love um, to see stadiums filled in this city. On Christmas Eve, um, Pastor Peter sent me this text as well, right in the midst of all the amazing outreach of Christmas. He said, get this, the opening words of Greg Sheridan in today's Australian, under the title, Christianity's Weird Success. He wrote, Christianity will revive in the West in a very big way in coming decades. If this prediction is wrong, I invite any reader to tax me on it severely in 50 years. For the West is entering a phase of paganism. And history shows paganism is inherently ripe for conversion. The best historical example is the debauch and raucous city of Corinth at the time of Paul. If Christians could crack first century Corinth, contemporary Manhattan, CD King's Cross, swinging Soho, atheist Amsterdam are a walk in the par- will be a walk in the park one day. And then Peter wrote, not sure if Greg knows Jesus, but when a prominent Australian journalist starts predicting revival in a national newspaper on Christmas Eve 2023, then get ready, hearing the rustling of the angelic armies. Amen, church. Isn't that encouraging to hear that and to know this is what's being put in newspaper articles. And then at the same time, Pastor Marty from The Grove sent me an article, literally just a couple of days apart, and it was titled, Is Europe post Christian or pre-revival and the article went on to tell about the move of the Spirit of God across Europe. The 24-7 prayer movement, 22,000 prayer meetings, meeting regularly across um, um, all the countries um, spread out across that region. Stadiums being filled with people coming um, to to worship Jesus. Um, Recently 9,000 people gathered in Norway, young people, for the Norway Scent Conference Um, and the same is is happening in, in countries such as Austria and Sweden and Germany stadiums are filling with people coming cross denominationally gathering together to worship Jesus to pray for that region of the world and so I am I'm encouraged I don't know about you but I know when you start to read and hear these things that the Spirit of God is stirring in our world. We are living in an opportunity a time of opportunity, spiritual opportunity. As people are questioning the vision the world has presented to them, instead they are looking for more and they are seeing as our world is shaken once again that there is more to life than this, and they're discovering the hope that is found in Jesus. You know, it's so easy to settle for a small vision for our lives. A small vision, even as his church. But God is calling us to be part of his big picture kingdom vision. A revival vision is what he wants us to be a part of. Seeing many, many people flood into his kingdom. And as we step into this vision, it brings such joy and fulfillment and meaning and purpose to our lives. There is no greater cause to live for. Recently, someone in our church had a first-hand experience of this blessing as they had an opportunity to bring the kingdom of heaven to a man named Paul. And let me read what this person wrote to me about this man, Paul, they were able to share with. A little bit about Paul, they wrote. A husband and a dad of five and about 50 years old, he lived locally on Brisbane's north side. Paul was adopted and loved his adopted parents. For 20 years, Paul was gripped by a heroin addiction and getting off heroin heroin addiction and getting off heroin and alcohol replaced that void he got too much for his wife and she kicked him out which meant living out of his car here's a summary of how in a few weeks god's goodness mercy and miracles changed a life for eternity i was driving through the bush near bunya listening to church online how good praise god again for our online ministry i noticed out of the corner of my eye what appeared to be a guy living out of his car I said to God if he's there on my way back I will call in and say good day. Well he was there and I introduced myself. I said God wanted me to call in and check on him as God loved him. I shared he shared his story and we exchanged numbers. Day by day I would check in on him and help him with resources. Paul was in the deepest darkest pit, no home, no hope and the grip of evil addictions plaguing him. As the world judged him and authorities asked him to move on, he needed a friend called Jesus. In Paul's words, I'm a good guy, but have made bad decisions in my life. I said, hey, there was a guy in the Bible called Paul. He also made bad decisions, but then he met Jesus and went on to help change many people's lives for the kingdom of God. He said, I think I've heard of him. Did he start the Salvation Army (laughs) over the next few weeks? Paul and I became friends and we would communicate regularly. I would share stories of how God changed my life and how God wanted to change his life. But the relentless demons were in his head trying to take his life. I said to get rid of them, you need Jesus in your life and to ask God in. He said that night he prayed to God and asked him into his life. From this moment on, incredible miracles took place. He said he wanted to come to church with his youngest daughter who was 10 years old. Paul and his daughter came to Bridgie, and in that service, the Holy Spirit poured out so much love on them. His daughter went to buzz with my daughter, and Paul and I sat together, both being blessed in God's presence. There was an altar call, and I went down the front, and he said he would come too. And I was weeping, and he was weeping as they knelt down the front here. After the service, he said, I really love that. Super nice people, just like the ones that I've connected with through AA. He said, I'll be coming back and he did by watching online services. Not long after that, we were on holidays and I was touching base with Paul but not getting any return messages, which was weird. When we got back from holidays, his car was gone from his usual spot. My heart was worried and then I received a call from his wife to say that Paul had passed away and the results from the autopsy was that he'd had a heart attack sitting in his car. She looked through his phone and saw our messages, which is what prompted her to call me. In summary, it wasn't about getting Paul to church. It was about getting the church to Paul in his pit. I love that line. After giving his life to Jesus, the temptation subsided. He had amazing dreams of his adopted parents. His eldest daughter, who he hadn't spoken to for many years, contacted him and they were reconciled. People from the community, including the police, would bring him food and home-baked cooking. God's goodness and mercy poured on him, and now he dwells in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God, church. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. This is God's heart. The other powerful part is that the person then finished with writing these words. Those few weeks have changed my life forever. It got me out of my bubble and into someone else's Struggle. Do you see the impact of catching a kingdom vision for your life? Do you see the purpose and the meaning and the significance that it brings us? We are the ones that are blessed. Yes, we are a blessing to others, but it's actually us that receive the blessing. As we lay down our vision, we lay down the world's vision for our lives. Instead, we surrender, surrender our wills and our plans and our desires. We lay them before King Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to be in about your vision. I want to be in about what you are doing, the kingdom of heaven breaking into this world, being healing and hope and seeing people discover eternal life. And so across this series, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. I want to encourage you to pray, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. I want you to personalize that prayer. And I want to encourage you, maybe even to, you want to pray that um, daily just over this series, just to keep praying it. and then. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer over your family as well. To pray, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come in my family as it is in heaven. Come in my family. And I want to ask you to pray that for us as a church. Would you pray, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done in your church as it is in heaven. And then just keep going. Keep praying it. Lord Jesus, your kingdom come in my workplace in my sports club, in my university campus, in my school community, the street in which I live, just to keep praying this prayer again and again. And I believe that as we pray this prayer together over this series, as we explore what it means to live with a kingdom vision for our lives and pray this prayer with faith, then we will see the Spirit of God move in a mighty way among us. We will hear more stories like Paul's story of God using us to bring His kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, to break into our world. I believe that with all my heart. And so I want to encourage you over this series to commit to praying this together, to be open and say, God, I'm ready. I'm willing. Count me in for the, this kingdom cause, this kingdom vision that you have for, for my life. And each of you has a unique purpose and, and, and plan that God wants you to be a part of that links in with the bigger picture. We've heard that today, the way God links everything together. And so I want to encourage you to step in and say, Jesus, I'm available. I'm ready. We're going to pray as we close, and as we um, pray in a moment, uh, I realize many of you are on your front lines already, and God's using you there. But maybe you're thinking, "I don't know what the step is to take. What am I meant to do?" Um, those volunteer booklets that are on your chairs today—you might want to just pray over that and say, "Maybe there's God's calling you to, to to step in and serve here as a first step, as part of what God's doing here amongst us as a church." Lots of opportunities there. You might just want to pray over that, and then tick something and sign up for that volunteer day and put that, go and chat to someone at the the info desk after, the volunteer desk after. But this is an opportunity for us to say, Jesus, I'm ready, I'm available again. And we need to do this again and again, don't we? Because the, the world's vision just keeps coming at us and we need to keep saying, no, Lord, I'm putting that aside. I'm seeking your kingdom first. I'm longing for your kingdom to come in my life. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this incredible invitation you give to us. To step into the kingdom vision that you have for us in our lives, for us as your church, Lord. And Lord, we recognize this morning, Lord, that, that there is um, a competing vision that the world is throwing at us continually, Lord, bombarding us, in fact, day after day, Lord. But Lord, this morning, thank you for a reminder from your word that it's your vision we want to live for. And so we invite your kingdom to come. We invite your will to be done in our lives, first and foremost, Lord. Come, would you reign in your will, come in our hearts, in our lives, we pray. And the Lord, as we pray that, we pray that over our families, over our, your church, in our workplaces, Lord, in our front lines, wherever you take us, great God. We are praying that we will see more of the kingdom of heaven breaking in. And Lord, we acknowledge that there's a spiritual battle here. There is the kingdom of darkness as well, Lord. Thank you that we're on the winning side. This morning but we recognize that there are kingdom battles to be fought and won kingdom ground to be taken and so we want to stand lord we want to stand firmly on the promise lord that you have won the victory on the cross we want to proclaim that and declare that and step forward in confidence lord with assurance this morning not to shy away from that battle but lord we're praying where there are strongholds across our community lord that they will be Torn down, that's our prayer. Where there are things holding people captive, Lord, that they will be set free. Lord, we pray over these visions that we've talked around this morning, Lord. We want to pray for your blessing over them in a special way for that hamper ministry and the bridge care ministry, that shed, Lord. Bless what they're doing. Continue to have your hand upon it. Raise up more workers to help, we pray. Pray for that English online platform too, Lord. The opportunity, this incredible opportunity to share with the whole world, Lord. No limits to what you can do there. Bless this platform, we pray we can't wait to see it go out beyond here just to be used for your kingdom plans and purposes lord for the ministry of dion true fella the incredible impact they're having we are praying for revival in that youth detention center lord bless luke and as they go in as they do that bible study with those 40 young people may it just keep multiplying expanding lord the stories we hear from there we pray Lord, for the Soul Op Shop ministry, the impact it's having on so many lives, bless it. Thank you, Lord, that you had a plan way back when that house was built, years and years ago. You knew your kingdom vision to see this community blessed and impacted, your love revealed. And so, Lord, we come before you, we humble ourselves, we make ourselves available once again. We are here to say, Lord, we want to be part of your kingdom plans, your kingdom purposes, your kingdom vision for our lives and for our world. And We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand and sing the song we sung earlier uh, that talks about a God of revival, his heart to break down strongholds, the kingdom of heaven breaking. Let's jump on our feet as we do that. Sing with faith, church, as we respond this morning.
2: What you can do, oh God of wonders, your power has no end. The things you've done before, in greater measure, you will do again. Because there's no prison, wall oh, you can't break through, no mountain you can move, all things are possible, and there's no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can save, all things are possible, the darkest night, you You can can light it up,
3: you can light it up. Overcome the car city. God of revival,
2: pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble, hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out.
0: Oh Lord, that's the cry of our heart this morning, Lord cry out to you, Lord, as we pray this prayer for your kingdom to come, Lord. We pray that your move, your spirit would come. Bring healing and hope, Lord. Lord, we're praying that you would draw many into your kingdom, that you continue to empower us by your Holy Spirit. Help us to be your hands and your feet, not to shrink back, Lord. Not to be distracted, Lord, but instead to keep focused. Keep seeking your kingdom first above all else, Lord. That we'll be ready and available to be your hands and your feet, Lord. And all oh, the joy that, that comes in this, Lord. And so we pray with faith. And I pray the anointing of your spirit in each and every one. Bless, Lord, as we seek to follow you and to live for you. And Lord, we look forward to the things you unfold and the things you are yet to do. May you be glorified, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Please be seated if you'd like prayer. Some of our prayer team will be down the front. They'd love to pray for you, or our prayer lounge. Up the back, don't forget our welcome lounge as well, Connections Lounge. If you're new, we'd love to greet you there as well. But God bless you. And thanks so much for sharing with us this morning, those online as well. God bless.